welcome everyone. I've got a special guest here on the line who's based in Bali, another friend of mine from Vancouver who is living the digital nomad lifestyle in beautiful Bali where I was just uh, a few months ago and wish I was back there now. Um, si Simon Pelland, welcome aboard my friend. It's great to have you on. And uh, Thanks Simon, so much, Quinn. Simon and I, we had about an hour call uh, a couple days ago and we just realized how many similarities we have about kind of where we're at in our lives and on similar kind of personal development um, trainings through what we'll probably get into here with Landmark Forum and everything. So uh, in the men's group that you're starting, I really dig what you're uh, all about. So it's great to make this uh, conversation available to everyone. I kind of wish that we recorded our first one that went uh, so smoothly the, the other day, but it's great to connect with you again here, man. Yeah, don't you hate that when it happens? That's always the best stuff. It's like, you're like, oh, I wish there was a camera available for that. I wish someone had a microphone on because that was pure gold. Yeah, I felt the same way about our call last week. Well, the thing is, too, like you host a podcast and I'm sure you, you have the same thing. Like, usually I find like the conversation is always really good and the content's good and the conversation flows. But I find like after we stop recording and then we continue to talk with like, and this has happened with me with like almost every guest I've had on. Like that last like 10 or 15 minutes or so when we're just kind of wrapping up, that is just like, I find like the best of the best. And sometimes I want to just keep it rolling just in case, uh, you know, like to use that in the future. But I find that uh, I guess it's just people have their their official, um, you know, uh, action action uh, profiles and then the off off the record. It's, it's, it's a little different, you know, it's a little different, but it's great to have those conversations regardless. Yeah, it can feel like like you have to be a certain way on the podcast and then you let all that baggage go <laughs> yeah. of like trying to look good and be perfect and then suddenly you're like, oh, I'm just talking like a real human being and that's actually what's super interesting. Yeah. That's why my uh, my co-podcaster, my co Manny and I, we just we just start. Sometimes we don't even think of something to talk about. We just like turn it on and just like, let's just talk. Like, how was your week and what, what happened? Where was courage present and where was it not present? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and just for you guys to know, like we're recording this together so this is going to show up podcast as well as well as quinn's podcast so make sure you guys can see his if you want to follow him as well highly recommend it and uh we've got this very cool opportunity to share like from both our podcasts but doing this at the same time yeah i mean i mean we've got a lot of similarities you know being both from the west coast vancouver and then you were in asia and we were both spending a significant amount of time in bali and doing the men's work that we do and uh, the past with personal development and uh yeah man it, it's kind of like a very very similar past we've walked and i've checked out a number of your episodes and i agree like i'm really digging your authentic just way you communicate and that probably comes a lot from the training that you did with with landmark forum i know that we've both gone through a lot of that curriculum and for those of you who don't know um do you maybe want to share a little bit about what that is and that kind of ed education um technology yeah, I mean, uh, Landmark, we haven't really shared about it on our podcast. Um, it's such a word of mouth thing. Yeah. But my friend Manny that I met, we actually met in Landmark and I found out that he was another person that was dealing with Huntington's disease, first person I ever met outside of my, my own family. Mm. Um, and yeah, I took about eight courses with him. I found it to be completely eye-opening and amazing. Um, I've introduced some of my friends to to landmark and, and I still recommend it to everyone. Sometimes it's leaves a sour taste in people's mouths. Sometimes people do one course and don't go back. Some people do one course and then do it for the rest of their lives. And um, 
I really think it's been an extraordinary technology to teach me communication, leadership, really just being with my emotions and being with the things that have happened in my life and turning them into something new. Right. Um, it's been extraordinary in that way. And, but like anything, you know, it's like any course we see out there, we have this idea that of how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And we want it to have a certain result and we've got our judgments about how the instructor is, you know, leading us. And, and, you know, with any course, you know, I highly invite people to, to do it as design, you know, to do whatever we're, you're in a relationship course right now, a business course right now, whatever it is, do it as design because the whole point of hiring a coach is to have them see something that you don't see. They're going to show you something that you don't see. And the reason why you don't see it is because you're so busy pushing back on whatever that methodology training concept is. And so when you kind of surrender to it, that's when something new becomes available. But that new thing is very scary. I know you find out something new is available. It's a horrifying road to go down because you don't know what it might lead to. And then there's this fear of being brainwashed and all this stuff. And I mean, like anything you could like do it. That's what I, I say. Do it like full fledged jump in and then decide what you want to do after. Yeah. Right. Like then you get to decide we're all, we're all powerful human beings. You know, we, we really can. I don't think any of us can be like brainwashed. I think we, you know? Yeah. So I, I think but a lot I, of us, I think a lot of us just need our brain to be washed actually, you know, <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. I need to wa yeah. Wash my brain of the, of the, the shit, the crud that's been this built up over, you know, regret and oh, not forgiveness and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, Landmark was a pretty powerful experience for me. I did it back in like 2008. And um, actually, our mutual friend, Brian Swan, uh, I know that you spent some time with the Swans. He was on my podcast, uh, I think episode 45 or so. And uh, I was working with Brian Swan back in the day. And he was like, man, you got to do Landmark, like get over your past, create a canvas of you know, um, blank, a blank canvas for your future. And I went to do yeah. landmark and I was just like floored by it. It was like the first real intensive, like deep work that I've ever done. And I was crying and laughing and it's just like a roller coaster. It's kind of like, um, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, you know, it condenses years of therapy into a weekend basically, uh, mm -hmm. it's probably the best way to put it. Um, but, I like what uh, you said about creating a blank canvas. Like that really yeah. is, the magic it's like right now we're walking around with a picture and it's got a bunch of stuff on it already and we're trying to paint a new picture right but it provided you that for me as well provided us with that blank canvas to create newly from that yeah yeah and it was really interesting our first conversation when we talked the other day about being a forum leader and i actually gave a lot of thought being like hey i would love to go around and, and travel as a seminar leader uh in this in this company and and uh obviously uh, that didn't happen but it was always something in the back of my mind um, but at the same time, the things that I think would drive me a little too crazy is just like the, the, the super detail that, that is, goes into everything there. Like I'm, I'm a pretty, um, I'm a pretty easygoing laid back person. And, and the thing with landmark is like, everything just has to be so dialed in and I don't know how long I could kind of, uh, uh, play that game for but it, I, got, right. I got i got i got a ton of value from it it served its purpose and it's always great to connect with former graduates of it that's such a perfect thing to bring up 
like the detail that you don't want to, you know, feel you you feel rigid or you'd feel stuck in yeah. that they would, that they would ask of you. Um, and that's exactly what we were talking about last week, which is that it's going to, with any like significant, powerful course that you take in life, a retreat, this, anything, any major trip, you know, let's say you want to climb a, a very different mountain, that thing that you do that gets in the way of other stuff is what will be like show up right in front of our faces yeah. and we'll either power through that thing or we won't. And that's really why we sign up in the first place too. But a great question you just ask yourself, like, are you willing? Mm. And you don't have to be willing. I think we have this like, maybe this Western mindset that you have to be constantly developing yourself in some way, or that you have to be looking for the next answer. And it's like, you don't like, you so don't have to be a seminar leader. You don't have to face that. You don't even have to deal with it. People can be late for their whole life if they want to be late. Yeah. And there'll be, there'll be a consequence to that or they won't, but choice is ours. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's so true. Um, so it sounds like you've gone through quite a transformation and with your podcast that you host now, um, basically, you know, I don't know how much you want to share about how that happened and, and really your mission of, of what you want to create for the, uh, the health movement, um, specifically from the challenge that you recently, you know, I don't know how recent that was when you, you found out, but, uh, but yeah, if you want to kind of touch on that and how your podcast came to be, um, it sounds like you met your host, co-host at Landmark. Uh, so that's pretty significant. Um, so, so yeah, if you want to kind of touch on that and, and what, what you're, uh, what you're up to with, with that. Yeah. So we, uh, Manny and I originally created the podcast because we both are facing Huntington's disease, which is a disease that's genetic and neurological. It's, uh, anyone gets it only because their parent had it. And if their parent had it, then they have a 50% chance of getting it. There's a simple blood test to find out whether or not you are whether or not you have the disease uh it's something you're born with and uh the question is whether or not or not whether or not but the question is when it starts to kick in um so for Huntington's disease I I've been tested for it I'm positive for the gene I have no active symptoms currently um, but at some point in my life there will be this kind of thing that will start to deteriorate deteriorate my brain um that mimics the symptoms of ALS Alzheimer's and uh, Parkinson's at the same time. When that happens, it's typically around the same time as, um, as your parent. So for me, my dad's first symptoms started at 48. Um, and our goal with creating this podcast was that me and Manny just, we don't wanna, we don't wanna get Huntington's disease, obviously. We wanna live a really long life. And so we're not doctors, we're not researchers, um, but we are leaders. And we're like, what, what's something we can do? Let's create a podcast and just see what happens. Um, so we actually started that about a year ago. And the, the goal of the podcast is to transform how people relate to and cure diseases. The relate to part is the big part because um, we both believe that everyone's dealing with something. Right. Anxiety, depression, bipolar, Parkinson's, whatever it is. Um, but how we relate to the disease is really the difference maker. You can have, um, you can have Parkinson's and be sitting in a chair and quit on exercise and use it as poor me, this sucks. Or you can be like a friend of mine, John, who goes to boxing classes three days a week and got, and got Parkinson's disease in his thirties and does fundraisers for it. And it's a part of his life, but doesn't live by it. So 
that's that's the main goal behind the disease or behind the behind the um behind our podcast but mm-hmm. we find that the the biggest part of transforming that relationship uh comes in courage that's why we call it the courage podcast yeah no that's uh i can i can really relate to that um for a number of reasons one i won't share because it's something i haven't really shared yet and uh it's a long long uh drawn out thing but the second sure. part, the part the second part of it i can relate to is um I, I recently did a podcast with getting my mom my father and myself the 23andme her- my heritage um mm. dna test done and that basically showed us where we're from like our roots it was really really interesting but now there's i never knew that you could have the um dna test for screening of health uh symptoms of disease or um any kind of potentials for what you mentioned there with like alzheimer's and the uh the fact that i've got one uncle that just passed away recently due to alzheimer's and two another one showing early signs of it um with my other uncle it's got me quite concerned about potentially obviously having that run in my family and myself potentially having that same uh that same pre uh prep preposition pre pre-existing yeah pre-existing condition right yeah. yeah um so and hearing Predis- your story, predisposition i think that's what you're trying to say predisposition, right predisposition, yeah, exactly yeah. yeah um and hearing your story the other day it really kind of hit home for me being like wow like i can really relate to what that would be like and uh i talked to my parents after our call actually uh and i said you know oh, cool um, yeah yeah i said this is this is a conversation i had this is a potential other screening I could do with the same DNA that they already have at this clinic. Do you think it would be worth it for me to run that test? And um, my mom's a nurse and she surprisingly said, no, she said, don't, don't do it because her reasoning was if you know what it is and you, and it comes back negative, you're going to constantly be waiting and stressing and, uh, and expecting it to happen. And she said, that's not a very, uh, you know, not a very healthy way to live. But my perception was, well, if I know, then I can try and prevent instead of cure, you know, like knowledge is power. There's probably a certain diet I can go on. There's probably certain supplements. There's probably certain kinds of meditation or brain health exercises I can do to try and prevent it or um, prolong it from, from happening. So yeah, I've been actually thinking a lot about it since our last talk the other day, and uh, I'm still kind of undecided on the fence if I'm going to go ahead and do that uh, analysis or not. Your mom brings up a great point. Because um, once you, you know, you don't want it to be something you obsess over, yeah. right? But you also are like, well, this is actually a tool. Now I get to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that's, that is a very common question that everyone has to ask themselves before they get tested for Huntington's disease. Because once you know, you don't get to unknow anymore. You no. now know it's now permanently in your brain. And, and some people do obsess over it, which is a dangerous path. You don't like, I want it to be something I share and inspire with and use to make the most of the now. But I also don't want it to be this badge that I carry around all day and it's all people know me for, and it's all I think about, because mm. that would be my brain melting before it's even melting. So, yeah. but I mean, it's a balance, like any part of life. Um, so, and your mom obviously is coming from a perception of, or perspective of someone who you know, is surrounded by illness and has been treating it for, you know, probably decades. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so that's already fresh on her mind all the time. So, it's, I mean, it's a really individual choice to make. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's something I've been giving some thought about. And I don't really know uh, what I'm going to land on as far as what I want to do with it. But it's definitely got me thinking. And um, it's just got me really conscious about health, man. Like, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I'm just really, really dialing in my health like I've never done before. Like, that comes before anything else these days. Um, and I think I'm going to kind of pivot my podcast to be more health oriented. Um, cool. Just with all the biohacking stuff and the uh, different protocols I do and just, just little things I, I'm trying to do, you know, like um, it, it's something like I'm, I'm turning 40 like this. Or no, no, no. I'm turning, I'm almost 40. I'm like a year, year and a half away from 40. But that, that, is that, that what happens when you start to get to that age? You just start really rounding up? I, I think so, man. Like I was, uh, 56 and then you'll be like i'm 60 next year practically yeah i mean it's just crazy how fast it goes like i was uh right. i was telling talking to my students i'm like how old do you think i am like these university students of mine oh dangerous question and uh <laughs> no it was a great question it made me feel great they're like 29 31 30 nice i was like nice. i was like bonus point bonus point bonus point yeah, yeah, yeah. um so no but, but in, in a pluses and then and then i told them and their faces just like dropped they're just like they're like Right. couldn't believe it and i'm like i guess that's a compliment you know um but uh but yeah i'm yeah. just trying the to... highest highest gpa in the whole school or what no <laughs> I, i'm just i'm just trying to uh i'm just trying to like yourself you know like prevent instead of have to cure and uh figure out ways to stay as healthy for as long as possible mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's uh it's a fun it's a wild thing i i, I post a lot about it on social media about Huntington's disease um, and also courage, but the Huntington's disease obviously is more specific. So I get a lot of people reaching out to me um, around the world, actually, about Huntington's disease. Uh, for, fortunately, I've had a friend create this video of me sharing about my goal to cure it by August 2026. I set out for this goal um, two years ago with the intention, with support from Landmark, actually, with the intention that words create the world we live in and how we speak is how our life shows up. You talk negatively all the time, you get a pretty negative life. You talk positively, you lean towards a more positive life. And so we were like, well, what do we do? Me and Manny, we're like, well, let's set a date. First, first thing you do, you want a goal, you pick when you're gonna get to do it by. Okay, our goal is secure it. When are we gonna do it? Well, it's probably not gonna be in a year or two, it's a long time. Let's do 10 years. And so we picked that and amazing things have happened. Like the podcast has been happening almost every week for a year. Nice. People have reached out to us from around the world and, and they've transformed how they're relating to their disease, which is exactly our goal. Right. Um, I've got to donate my spinal fluid in the hospital to a world renowned doc doctor who uses it for research along with other people affected by HD. Um, I've donated my blood. I'm part of two studies and, um, and this doctor actually, they're on their very first ever human clinical trial in Huntington's disease. And uh, it's like a major breakthrough. And they're on phase three of the, of the study, which means like it's been put into humans and we're kind of waiting to see what happens before it was just rats. So oh. things are happening. And now I'm like, oh my God, 2026, like this actually might be feasible. It's a gene silencing drug. Um, and it would also affect Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, because they're very similar in the way they, they wow. affect the brain. So really coming off of that present premise that our words 
you know, shape how our life goes. And we don't have to know um, the answer before we decide to make it your goal. Right, right. And, you know, talking about courage, you know, like having, having that in your, I guess, war, war bag of things to deal with and get over, like talking about um, your ability to have courage and confidence overcoming it. How is that kind of transitioned, tra- uh, transitioned into like your business life or personal relationships? Like it's kind of like becoming almost like superhuman, knowing that you have this challenge, everything else must kind of feel like, oh, well, that's not a big deal. You know, like, do you kind of have that perspective with courage? Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's made me a much more courageous person because you kind of have to be. You're either going to crawl into a hole mm-hmm. or you're going to be courageous and face life. Right. Or you'll pretend like nothing's going on. You know, you'd be numb and you act like, like don't tell anybody all that kind of stuff, which is not my style. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it puts a lot of things in perspective. Um, I when I found out about this disease, it gave me a lot more ambition to not listen to those little fears like, Oh, there's a really beautiful girl I want to go talk to. Mm-hmm. But what if she says no, or what if she doesn't like me? I'd be like, dude, forget that. You know, hunting disease in the background, you're like, just yeah. go. And then I would, or, you know, give a presentation in front of, you know, a hundred or more people. Whereas before I would, there's no way I'd be shaking and blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, what do you get to lose? You know, the, the, the big scheme of things. I mean, these seems like this massive thing. So it allows me to be more courageous in different parts of my life. Yeah. Um, and also to, to, to remind us of the fragility of life. You know, like we, we act like we got forever. And it's really hard to not think we have forever. Because we just, you know, we've got these young bodies and, and the days just kind of melt into weeks and then they melt into months and it almost seems never ending. Yeah, man. Tell but me it's going to end. Yeah. It's going to fucking end. Yeah. And, and like Gary Vee is one of my favorite guys on social media. And he's like, if there's any motivation to do anything that you care about, it's that you're going to die. Yeah. Right. And that sounds morbid in one way, but it's like on the other way, it's like, it's like people aren't going to remember, you know, this class, like for the longest time when I was in my twenties, early twenties, I was like, I want to be remembered for blah, blah, blah. And it's like, remembered remembered by who like let's get real we we all have this i don't know napoleonic complex like we're gonna be remembered and etched in statues forever and in the history books like we, like most people who are doing anything around leadership think that i feel like and it's so not true yeah it's like after we go the people will move on with their life and life will go on but we have this little chunk of time to do something that matters to us to do something that excites us and and support other people and and give and get and it's like then there's the that's one part of the equation then in the, in the middle of the equation is this this fear of what if it what if we look bad or what if right. nobody likes us or what if it doesn't work and but it's, yeah. yeah it's i mean and i got to be reminded of it all the time well yeah you know i'll go back to what i mentioned earlier about i had two um potentially serious health scares um uh and uh they both would have been pretty terminal. Um, one was this here. I don't know if you can see this, but I've got this uh, tumor in my hand. Yeah, it's, it's actually, a tumor. Yeah, it's actually a benign tumor. And what it is, it's um, it's it's called Viking's disease. So I found out through my twenty. Sounds badass. Yeah, I know it actually does. Yeah, but it's it's called Viking's disease or or a Dupuytren contractor. 
is the uh, medical term for it, but most people call it Viking's disease. And uh, what it is, it's, it's a, a benign tumor that gets in your hand and then it tightens up the, um, the ligament. And it actually, if you've ever, ever seen people that with like kind of like uh, hands like this, like clawed down. Like they kind of curled, like, curled into them into yeah. themselves? Yeah, yeah. So that, that's, that's what it is. So eventually my hands, if I don't um, do the therapy and, uh, and, and keep an eye on it, it, it will just kind of come down like that. And I have another one starting on this hand too. So it's basically a, a genetic, um, genetic disease that um, is passed down through, through parents and generations. Neither of my parents had it, uh, but it's came from somewhere in the bloodline kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so you, you a lot of stretching and a lot of that kind of stuff and making yeah. sure you're using your hands properly right right and you know the thing that i think was a big contributor to it was like just having your cell phone all the time you know i'm left-handed and the one in my oh, left oh yeah you know just always like that you know and it's i think that that's played a part so i'm, I'm aware of that um but the other one as well be a tough one <laughs> yeah yeah so that that was one and the other one was a little more serious but Thankfully, it was uh, came back fine. So yeah, I had these these times when I was going through these tests to figure out what this was. Was it you know cancerous and all this stuff? And I was like, wow, like this really make you realize like you know you don't know how long you have, and just one call from a doctor could literally like just change your life. And um, yeah, it's pretty uh, make make makes you say as you say take things a little less seriously that you thought was like the end all and be all. Um, but uh, but yeah, so. I mean, I think that what you said is knowing where you're at, it gives you that motivation to be like, okay, you know, like kind of not just for you, but for everyone, the clock's ticking, you know, like the clock is ticking and uh, we don't, we don't get round two. This is, this is one, one round we have here and make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, I mean, all of it's such a balance and, and you know, that's a perfect example. You know, everyone's dealing with something, you know, you're yeah. dealing with that. That comes with its own amount of fears its own amount of concerns with it mm -hmm. and we've all got our thing and i think we all act like we don't or we see other people and think that their life you know we make yeah. up a story about what their life is like and we know nothing about each other yeah um, yeah the only thing that we have in common is we all have problems and stresses and situations we're dealing yeah, yeah, yeah. with That's basically the thing that we yeah. all have in common so yeah yeah, yeah and i mean yeah i think i think it's so important to give ourselves generosity to to it's that bridge right like you, like you just said making the most of it but also not putting so much pressure on ourselves yeah. to be perfect right and, and it's so easy to be swung either way well i think that that's what's really good what you're doing with the men's group that you're putting together there you know like the the facebook group and everything like it's good to have a group of guys because a lot of times guys don't really talk about their feelings or their struggles or their stresses uh so it's great i like what you're doing um to give guys a space to be able to be vulnerable and have authentic open conversations. And it's, uh, it's something that's getting more and more rare in the everyday society uh, conversations. And I think that there's a real hunger and, and desire for, for the, having, uh, having access to that. So um, yeah, thanks for the invite to your group. Yeah. So I, yeah, I created this, tell you guys a little bit about it. I created this online Facebook group um, for men uh, particularly to become better men and combat loneliness uh, through exercising our muscles and courage and vulnerability. So what it looks like is every day I go on there and I ask some question or throw up some article 
um, to get guys engaged and get guys sharing. And I know it takes time, right? It's like everyone's kind of testing the waters to see, you know, what's, what are people talking about in here? And is it a safe place to share? So my goal is to just share for myself, encourage as many people in there to share as well. Um, and to not really give any advice unless people are directly asking for it. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the worst things we can do for each other is give, tell each other how we're supposed to do it when we didn't ask for it. I think, I think the world is just stuffing each other's throats down with, I've got the answer, do it this way. If you do it this way, you get to be like me. And I'm like, I don't want to be like you. I want to be like me. <laughs> so I'm just like, I want people to get to, you know, express themselves. And, and if, if people want advice, because we all need it sometimes, that they reach out for it and that we, we offer it. I, I, was, I was at a restaurant yesterday and I'm, I'm doing some work on Upwork. I want to I exercise my muscles in, in writing. I want to really start practicing more writing. So I'm like, what better way to write and earn some money by literally like going out there and just finding totally random contracts and, and cool. writing and having people evaluate me. And this one guy, he's, I let him know I was doing this. And he's like, oh, that's a terrible idea. Upwork is, is it's not very good. And I struggle with it a lot. He just like, he just like in that moment, crushed all this potential that I saw. And this, and I was like, "Fuck! Why did he say that? That sucks." And then after he left, I like got back to me and like, "Hey, someone's opinion of something doesn't make it fact. Right. Didn't work for him. Just like many things in the world don't work for somebody, but they work for someone else." Sure. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 true. Seriously. But I think I think that what you said, it's right. It's good to be able to have a group like that, and that's what I'm trying to do with this uh, men's group that meets in person here. Um, in, in yeah, that's so cool that you you just you just had your first one of those, right? Well, we had a group dinner um, last week that went that was really good, and then the official actual meetup um, didn't really get the numbers. So I haven't really promoted it anywhere. It was just like me inviting just literally like a couple guys, but those guys yeah, yeah. ended up being busy. Um, so what I think I'm going to do there's like a big expat group here. I was kind of reluctant to posting something about that in there because you don't really know who's going to kind of show up. Uh, but I kind of realized that's probably the best way to launch. It's just like, Hey, put it out there. The people that are attracted to it are going to be there for a reason. And, uh, and then just see where it goes from there. So I think I'm going to put a post in there this weekend, inviting people for the the next week is what I'll nice for. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I was talking to a, a men's coach out of New Zealand uh, this morning and, um, he was kind of sharing a similar uh, challenge, which is like he wants to have an exclusive group with a certain kind of guys, but at the same time, he wants to support all the guys. So he's like dealing with this. We don't want a bunch of complainers in here, but we also don't want to like segregate anyone because the whole point is to transform each other so that we aren't complainers and stuff and that we are living empowered lives. So I get the, it's kind of a catch 20 finder. Yeah, it's it kind is, of a catch twenty two. It's kind of like you know, you need you need the the numbers to have a group, but at the same time, you don't want to just have like this open free for all of uh, of who knows who showing up. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that the wrong people will naturally weed themselves out, and the the right people will naturally uh, find out about it. So, um, so, so what yeah. do you what do you like? I wanted to ask you what do you, what do you love so much about these men's groups? Like, why did it, why do you um, why do you see the benefit and want to have it where you are? Yeah, I mean, I think that living as an expat here, especially in a country like South Korea where nobody really speaks English, 
and a lot of the guys that are living here they just kind of go out to the bars and drink and do that whole you know circuit and i've done that i did that for years when i first got here but now i'm like wanting more of a, a community of of real conversations you know um mm. and just just having like a, a group of kind of like a brotherhood like i mentioned that i was part of this one in vancouver the brotherhood that uh a lot of guys were in 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 the city when i was living there or got a lot i got a ton of value from that and then most recently in bali the the men's group there the mentorship mondays um in changu with uh that a couple friends run there that i got a lot of value from going up for those the month that I was there and then I was like well I want to start this here so that's kind of uh what I got just like a, a connection of like-minded guys just sharing the ups and downs of life yeah it's it's an interesting thing because it's like at first when I first heard of it because I heard I I know about man talks in Vancouver right. and yeah uh and I know Di Manuel who runs the the mentorship men Monday group men being the capital letters in there yeah um and so he kind of immediately gave it credibility for me. But at first it's like, this is some weird fluffy thing with a bunch of guys like hugging and holding hands and stuff. I'm like, I'm not up for that. Yeah. So there's that barrier first, right? That like predetermined judgment and, or, or what am, what is someone, am I going to get a pamphlet for some course when I show up? Like, is there, what's the hook? Yeah. You know, I think we've been so, I don't know, we, we expect to be tricked. There's so many things where it's like fine print and you're like, yeah. we're, we're, we're walking around with this mindset that we're expecting to be tricked. But when I went and it was like none of that, it was really refreshing. Yeah. Um, but there definitely is that battle to like go out and just check things out that kind of comes with any new thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I noticed that too when I was kind of um, mentioning it to guys, you're kind of like intrigued, but have like a barrier up kind of, you know, like, well, what's this all about? You know, like that kind of uh, reply. And, uh, and I'm like, I don't even know what really what it's going to be about, man. Just come on out. Right. Let's right. See how it goes. We'll see how it goes. So and such, such kudos to you for like actually taking the action. Cause I guarantee you, every guy who showed up to your group has thought about doing this, but maybe not actually done it. Mm. And I mean, this is, this to me is what courage looks like. It's yeah. like you got an idea and then there's the fear of, Oh, well, what if nobody shows up or what if I put it and I get the wrong group of guys yeah. and now what do I look like to other people? Are you actually taking the action? You're like, well, I'm going to look like how I'm going to look and we're just going to okay. do it. And the potential is I lost your audio. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, now you're good. Okay, cool. What did, where did I lose you? You're good. Yeah, you're fine. Okay, cool. The, the potential for failure is great, just as the potential for success is great. But yeah, it's yeah, part of the know, deal. Yeah, nothing. Uh, what was that saying? Nothing gained, nothing lost, or nothing. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, what, why not? You know, like that's basically my philosophy in life. Like, why not? Like whenever I'm invited to something, I, I pretty much go for it and just test it out. Like I've got a very curious brain that is constantly wanting to consume as much experience as possible. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. Like it's gotten me in some pretty, uh, pretty uh, uncomfortable situations at times, but at the same time, it's led to pretty awesome opportunities and experiences too. So um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it keeps things interesting. But um, So what do you think? I want to ask you, what do you think it takes 
for um, for guys to really begin to share and get connected in these these kinds of things, or just in life, period. It's a good question. I think the guys deep down want to share, but A, we're conditioned not to be vulnerable or express how we really feel or to show weakness, like to say, hey, like I'm really scared of this situation or I'm really stressed out about this or I'm really hurt because of this. It's not manly to do that. It's not, it's not like uh, courageous. But I think that that's what real courage is, is just being, uh, being willing to look weak or look vulnerable or look like you don't have all your shit together because deep down nobody does like if we're honest nobody even the people that you think has like you know this incredible uh lifestyle or business or body or relationship they're all still trying to figure it out you know like they're, they're they don't know how long that's going to last there's always this fear of what's going to happen next or you know what if this leaves or changes everyone's in the same position you know like look at the the leader of the world donald trump you think he's not like scared shit scared like he probably is just like every night he's like oh man like like what's gonna happen tomorrow you know like that guy's got so much freaking pressure on him like i couldn't even imagine being like a 74 year old or however old he is like man running the world basically with like every single person like condemning and criticizing the good and the bad that he does and not just uh, with donald trump i mean just like any any person of power or status or leadership that's doing anything worthy is going to get backlash, you know, like it's, uh, it's, it, it just goes with the territory of doing, doing anything, you know, like, just like you said about me putting up this group, some people love it, some people hate it, some people make fun of it or make fun of me, but um, that's the price to pay for actually going out and trying to do something different. Mm -hmm. So there's the fear. So you're saying the opportunity is, for guys what's available for guys is that they get to share those fears and if they shared those fears what do you think would be available like why share anyways well yeah it's not us? you know it's not even so much about sharing it's just about not being isolated like i think that you know depression mm. suicide it's like so high in men because basically we have our work our careers some people have families um, but besides that, what, what else do they really have? They have friends that they don't really see that much because of everyone else is busy with their life and careers or families. So it's kind of like this, you know, like, um, you, or, or if you do have these, um, acquaintances or, you know, if you are social, it, it's just kind of superficial, you know, you don't really have the deep talks that I've experienced at these men groups, men's groups. So that's, that's kind of what I think is different about it is having, real life talks about real shit you know like not oh i'm fine everything's great it's like hey man like this is going on this is what's happening with me and i'm pretty you know pretty stressed out about it uh so that that's probably the main thing that i get from it and like if you look at sports teams you know like we we've got the the fi nba finals coming out you know tomorrow um i talked about like you know the president but all these nba players they're probably freaking out too like the world is watching and critiquing every single play you know like mm -hmm. steph curry um Leonard, like all these rock star superstars they also i guarantee have a lot of courage and confidence but they're also have like their insecurities their their mm -hmm. stress the pressure right the pressure must be immense so 
having a space to just like go and kind of vent is not even vent. It's not even about venting. It's just about like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm dealing with, basically. Right. Expressing yourself. Yeah, expressing yourself. That's a good way to put it. I think I think exactly that's ex- exactly why the Warriors keep winning, is because they have found a context or structure you'd call it to be playful in the most significant moments. Right. Like they, their coach is full of jokes all the time and they come to work with integrity and intention. But if you watch them in warmups, they're pretending they're playing baseball or bowling or shooting half court shots or blah, blah, blah. Like things that if you saw your high school team doing, you'd be like, what the hell is this? You better step it up guys. But they're like, we do the work. But part of doing the work is keeping it playful. Yeah. And we've seen other super teams created. We saw the Lakers with Dwight Howard and Steve Nash and Kobe Bryant, and that was dog shit. Yeah. Because it was just – they just didn't have the chemistry. But somehow this team has found a way to make it playful in what seems like the most intense circumstance. I agree. It's maybe a good way to look at life. Yeah, like I think that kind of comes back to – Oh, no, I thought you said this. Earlier. I have an interview right before this, and that, that's what, one thing that the guy said. He said, you know, purpose of life is just in, enjoying the process, you know? It's not like in, getting mm-hmm. to an end destination. It's like enjoying the whole good and the bad about getting to where you want to go, not just waiting to get there or wanting yeah. to get there. So, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's a good metaphor for life, I guess. Man, I want that, I want that for myself so bad. To yeah. To just enjoy the process. That, that's a... Whoever figures that one out. It's a tough one because I I feel like the key, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like Chinese finger cuffs where the more you fight them, the worse, the more painful they get. Yeah. I feel like, like this concept for life is like one of those things where the more you try to figure it out, the less you figure it out. Right. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't have the answer. Maybe there is no answer. Well, for those of you listening, why don't you leave a comment below and tell us what your answer is for, uh, for for how you, uh, live with the uh yeah just just how you live how you live enjoy the process of not uh hunting only for the destination tell us how you do it yeah yeah that's cool man um i want it looks like we're kind of coming up to the top of the hour here um oh we're gonna cut off soon oh no no no. i'm just i'm just uh i'm just uh looking at the time 52 minutes um oh cool let me just i just want to ask you one more question before but you go ahead how how long do most of your podcasts go for? Oh man, it totally varies. We 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 try to like talk about being playful. Manny and I try to just like if it's gonna be five minutes, it's five minutes. If it's twenty five, it's twenty five. Like we don't want it to be too long because we feel like people don't listen if it's too long. Right. Um. But we just we've run with it. We've run yeah. with it. One day we really didn't want to do one, so we were just like, hey, let's just do it five minutes, and we just did it, and we were glad we did as always yeah yeah cool um well you said you had a question yeah yeah the question manny and i always ask each other in every one of our podcasts that i want to ask you for for my listeners is um where was courage present or not present in your life this past week in this past week what did i do this week um well i guess probably the main thing was putting out the intention to have the first men's group meetup uh that was probably the biggest um non you know the the biggest uh 
event, I would say, that that's not a normal day-to-day thing um, that I do here. Uh, so that was something where I think it took some courage to put that out there. And where I did not have courage, um, what's happened here? Oh, actually, yeah, one, th- yeah, two things, actually. Um, trying to think how I should do this. So, yeah, I, I had this, uh, I was out Friday night. I went out and uh, it was after the men's dinner that I went to, actually. There's about 10 of us. And then after I was just like walking back to go, go home and like literally within like this, these two blocks, um, I ran into, uh, to two girls that I recently dated and, and, um, spent time with like one and then the other, like literally like five, <laughs> five minutes later, it was like so random. Every man's dream. Yeah, no, it was totally a nightmare actually. And, uh, <laughs> they, they, they both like totally like, just like it was just like so rude like you know I was just like oh hey how's it going and they were both just like totally like just rude you know and then um I sent one a message like right after like the first one I sent her a message like right after I'm like what was that all about like you just treated me like a stranger like you know like what's your deal like that's just you know like rude um and then and then after that and then after that the second one happened exact same thing i'm like what is going on here and then i was gonna and then i was going to send her a message and then i didn't but i wish i did i I didn't have courage to do it to her um but Mm. i really i really should have because she was actually worse than the first one um but the first one actually apologized he must have been back a little later and said oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to ignore you i was just like on on the way to meet my friends okay Hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the second one was just a totally blatant, like just freaking, yeah. So <laughs> I actually, I'm actually do. I actually came home actually, you know what though? I actually came home and I did a podcast about that. I haven't released it yet, but I'm going to be doing a, releasing a podcast nice. about those two interactions about how to deal with exes when you run into exes on the street. So nice. People want to tune in for that to hear how I, I go pretty in depth with it. I, I kind of was ranting actually. Cause I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with people? You know, like. Some, sometimes that's the perfect time to record a podcast. Yeah, I was like furious because like, and the other thing that happened earlier that day, I had two friends just totally bail on previous um, meetings and, and meetups. One was for lunch and one was for a call and they both like just let me le- be waiting around for like a long time. So like, it was a double whammy. I talked about dealing with exes and when people bail on your plans without you know telling you. So yeah, that one's going to be- rains, of uh, course. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a rough day. So that, that was my, uh, my lack of courage, I guess. Probably that gave me courage not to just like destroy, like, you know, just like totally go off on that girl um, with, uh, mm. you know, but I, I, I always try and keep things level and chill. How about you, man? What about you with your, um, your courage week? I just, there you go. That was authentic, man. First of all, thanks for sharing that. I love it. I love it. That's the real, what it's all real feelings and real emotions and real interactions that, you know, are so human and all these different things come up, frustration, excitement, all of it. And I I appreciate you sharing this with us. I think to me, there's always so much more gold in where people share there wasn't courage versus where there was, because it's very easy to look good with our badge of courage and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, Right. It shows a real demonstration of courage to be like, oh, fucking this thing happened. And, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it didn't go the way I wanted it to. 
Yeah, that's a good question. But, um, that's a good question uh, to wrap up with. I love it. I love finding you, you. To me, it's like a curious level of intimacy too. Like already, I feel like I get to know you better just by you sharing that. Yeah. Uh, and trust. Um, but so for me, um, where was courage present? Well, you know, I, I, I'm a new writer. Like I write because that kind of stuff. I actually started journaling in university because I was going out having such a good time. And my memory was such shit. I was like, I want to remember this five years from now. <laughs> so I started writing down, you know, dates, adventures, trips, and like the specific details of them. And every once in a while I go back and read them. And it's pretty awesome to see how my writing has changed over the years. Um, but I'm like, I want to write and I want to actually be a writer. It's another passion of mine. So mm -hmm. I signed up to uh, work on Upwork and, and, and submit that writing like I was sharing before. Cool. Um, so the, the courage thing was I actually like applied for a job and got one, um, nice. which was super cool. Cause I was, I was like, I'm not qualified and all this kind of stuff. And but it was one of those things. Let's just throw shit on the wall. Let's see what sticks. And I, I did three applications. I got one um, and I'm applied for more today, but um, that was where courage was present. Where courage wasn't present this week for me. Um, Oh, always the more challenging one to be honest about it without trying to not, without trying to look good. Um, you know, I'd say it's like these, these moments of lacks of courage, um, of procrastination. Like I want to tie it in there somehow. Like it still seems maybe not the right thing, but you know, like yesterday I, I woke up at like nine 30 a.m. and I like started my day very slowly and I had this like self-shaming about it where I was like oh you should if you want to be this kind of guy you better blah blah, blah. Right. and then also like dude don't be so hard on yourself like yeah and I ended up working last night until like 10 p.m. to make up for it <laughs> but yeah I just kind of lacking maybe lacking courage there lacking courage and you know, I really have this big vision for coaching men and relationships and coaching people on relationships really. Um, and where I'm lacking courage is I'm, I'm scared to actually create a curriculum around it. Like I'm scared to, I'm scared to like call people and ask people if they're interested. I'm kind of trying to like go the, this other way around it where I'm like, I'm just going to like say hello over here and maybe you'll start to like me and maybe you'll reach out to me. Right. So I don't have to deal with the, uncomfortable conversation of hey so you want to do this um, yeah, right. so i think that's where courage is lacking and that's something that i'm sure i'll have to brush up against a lot uh in order to you know really make a difference particularly if i'm going to you know teach people to be courageous i've got to deal with that level of courage in myself so lots of yeah. uncomfortable moments to come no that's good man that's good and like that's the first step in progression you know like just do it it's usually like uh, Ryan Holiday, I don't know if you're familiar with his work, but he's like a, a really big writer and uh, sharp guy. Um, he's got a tattoo that says the obstacle is the way. It's actually in the title of one of his books too, the obstacle is the way. Mm. Like basically what you don't want to do is usually what you have to do um, yeah. a lot of the time, you know? So that's, uh, that's how it goes. Yeah. So yeah. obvious too in hindsight always. Right. 
You're right. like, of course, if I did that, that would work. Yeah, yeah, and it's usually not as painful as you think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's good stuff, man. I really like how you wrap up that podcast. Those are a couple of great questions. Like, I'm still trying to think of something that I can. How many podcast episodes have you done? Like 24, I think. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy uh, enjoy these kind of conversations and putting it out there. I think this is. I've, I've yesterday I just put up episode 66. So it's crazy. Amazing. How, it's crazy how fast they go. Yeah, it's uh, it's been really. And really what's the name of your podcast so my listeners can check you out? Right. Where can people uh, find you? Yeah, it's called Self Developed Life. Self Developed Life, and just my name's Quentin Carlin. I'm the only person with my name in the world, so I'm easy to find. Uh, That's pretty cool. Probably a good thing and a bad thing if I'm ever like wanted for anything. It's like, oh, Quentin Carlin, <laughs> one of them. So we know exactly where he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll put a link with your podcast under the show notes here for people to go and check out uh, what you're doing. And um, but if you want to share your your podcast as well, thank you. Yeah, my podcast is called The Courage Podcast. You can find it by typing in my name, Simon Pellin, P-E-L-L-A-N-D. You can also find me on Instagram with Simon Pellin or King of Courage. Uh, for Instagram and Facebook. Cool, man. Well, I'll have those links below. And uh, yeah, I hope that all of you listening have got the courage to go out and do what you have been avoiding or kind of deep down know that you have to do because as Ryan Holiday says, the obstacle is the way. Um, Yeah, I like it. There we go. There we go. Well, that's a wrap for this call. Uh, Simon, thanks so much for taking the time. I'm glad that we recorded this conversation. Um, me too, like, me too. like our first but uh it's always great to reconnect and uh spend uh some time sharing ideas and uh continuing on the same path we're we're both kind of on here so awesome right back at you man quentin it's so great to have you on my podcast as well and uh i can't wait for people to get to meet you and um and, and learn from you and, and find themselves in you you're actually the first person i've interviewed on a podcast and cool. uh, i'm grateful for the opportunity Oh, very cool, man. Very cool. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying uh, being in your, your Facebook group there. Looking forward to getting to know uh, the community. And uh, yeah, hopefully our paths will cross either back in Bali or Vancouver or wherever else we, uh, we end up. So uh, we'll wrap it up with that, everyone. Thanks a lot. As always, if you enjoyed this, share it on your social media, tag both of us. And, uh, and leave a review on each of our podcasts. It really uh, makes a big difference. So on iTunes, uh, our links are below. So go ahead and do that and comment. What is one thing that you want to achieve that you've been um, potentially held back from the lack of courage? And how do you live your life uh, enjoying every day like we talked about earlier? Because I definitely want to know how you to do that as well. All right, guys. Have a yeah. great day. And go Raptors. Yeah, that's right. Raptors. That's going to game one. Or Golden tomorrow. State. I don't know. You got the shirt on. I don't know. You yeah, won, I, won I, I, want, I, want, I want Raptors to win, man. I, wanted, I actually wanted Portland to knock out. Uh, I did too. Earlier, but uh, they're just so good. They're so good. Yeah. You, hear, yeah. You, hear, you hear Durant's going to uh, New York, it sounds like, hey? Well, there's no way he would admit or say that during the NBA Finals. I did hear he sold his uh, San Francisco house and was buying one in 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 new york but man rumors who knows what's real out there yeah exactly, exactly. The, the players probably see themselves in there and they're like who's telling people this stuff yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly all right much man. love to you guys yeah see ya thank you brother